time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time, your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Tarot for Self-Love Rebels. That is the name of the workshop that Allison Tarr and I are co-leading on January the 28th. It's a Friday night. Would you like to come? We would love to have you. Imagine having this Friday night date for yourself. It is 90 minutes. That's 7.30 Eastern time and 4.30 Pacific time, I believe. (laughs) And um, this is a fabulous combination of the superpowers of both Allison and myself. I know you've heard me mention Allison and her Tech Coven channel on YouTube many times on this podcast. She's responsible for bringing you the soft shoulder. The Tarot for Self-Love Rebels workshop is super fun because you know this is my jam. And I also, it's important to me that when we think about our relationship to self-love, that we're thinking about this from an empowering and creative way where you get to decide what that means and it's an experience that you're having. It means something. Meanwhile, you know, the word self-love, it's wonderful that this is, you know, a popular term that we never used to really use before. But when something becomes popular, it can get watered down, it can get commodified, it can get kind of generic, and we can feel like... um, like distance from it, right? Or it's like, I don't know if I like that, especially for you rebels out there who like to do things a certain way, like to be intentional, want it the way you want it. I know what that's like. Allison has such a wonderful way of modeling and encouraging you to create your own experience with tarot cards. So if you are someone who is already a reader, you love your tarot decks, your oracle decks, this will still be fun for you, I imagine, because it's always great to uh, deepen your relationship with the cards, right? To like explore new ways, new facets um, that they can offer you in your own practice. If you've never used tarot cards before and you're even slightly curious, maybe even intimidated, Allison's the perfect person. She will just really like welcome you in here and show you that actually uh, you don't have to follow an expert, follow a lot of rules. You don't have to wait until, you know, (laughs) you know a lot before benefiting from exploring tarot as a beautiful self-reflection tool. Um, We have a lot of fun together on both of these topics. I'm excited to share it with you. It's Tarot for Self-Love Rebels, Friday, January 28th. Please go to techcoven.com to read more about this workshop and to click that button and join us. We would love to see you there. And thank you, of course, Allison, for bringing us the soft shoulder, for encouraging its creation and for making it technically possible. (laughs) Um, 
Today's episode, I want to build on a topic that I touched on in a previous episode, which is this love like an artist. Now, this is also the first module of the Art of Self-Marriage program. And I was thinking a lot about it um, recently. I also had a conversation with another coach friend recently where it came up. Um, And I know that the members of (laughs) the Art of Self-Marriage also listen to this podcast. So I thought, well, why don't I share this here with you so we can all benefit from this together. Now, I love this idea, of course. I live this idea of loving like an artist and living like an artist uh, with an artist mindset. Now, this can be so wonderful, liberating, exciting, and sometimes, um, I don't know about you, but my brain sometimes can go into like a perfectionist kind of slant and it can want to get things right (laughs) and it can imagine that there are wrong things to do and it can even take a beautiful thing like the artist's mindset and it can turn it into something that's working against me instead of for me. And the whole point of creating and developing that mindset and building it into the work I do was so that it would help me and free me up and allow for a fuller expression. But here's where sometimes it can kind of like go, you know, become like an ingrown (laughs) mindset. It can turn a wrong direction. It can become a little painful. And it's like, what is going on here? But so I was speaking to my fellow coach and friend, Mel Campbell, and we were talking about this, about the difference between um, thinking like an artist or um, using an art as a mindset, as an approach to something. Um, And like, so artists make bodies of work. Artists make masterpieces. And artists just make messes. Artists make sketchbooks. And when you're making a sketchbook, when you're building a sketchbook, um, maybe you have this too with journals and stuff, like you buy a brand new one and it's like you have that first page and that intimidating first page and you want every page to be beautiful. It's almost like it's not a sketchbook, but you're approaching it like some kind of graphic novel that's going to be perfect the moment you open it. Your handwriting is going to be fabulous on page one, and it's going to be just as fabulous on page 300. (laughs) If you've ever used a notebook, I think, uh, I imagine this is relatable content, right? You start off so exciting, and then as you get more comfortable, as you get more in your creative flow and less about the performance and less tied to this idea of producing something of value, your hand loosens, the writing loosens, the drawings, the sketches, the gestures, they loosen, right? You're not over refining, you're not pressing too hard. Um, you're, You're letting it be kind of whimsical and unformed. And that is something that your perfectionist tendencies will not like, right? They don't want the the gesture, the thing that's too far to the left. They don't want that sloppy handwriting that you can't read, right? Um, they want to, uh, your, your, your perfectionist brain might want to believe that you're some kind of genius who's only producing perfect, marketable, shareable masterpiece work all the time, even in your sketchbook. It's like, oh, this old thing? Like, but... If you've ever been to an art show where you get to see, like maybe a bigger retrospective, where you get to see the actual sketches, you get to see 
um, the song lyrics, like, um, wow, this is a long time ago, but I went, there, there was, I don't know if there still is, a Shania Twain museum that shared space with a, a museum of an old closed down mine, which was so haunting and incredible. This is in um, Timmins, Ontario in Canada here. And um, I went up there because my father's from that area and my grandfather worked in the mines. So we were there to kind of like, you know, visit this. I was there to like explore my ancestry and see where I've come from, where my, you know, immigrant immigrant grandfather um, came and worked and lived. And it was like so intense. And so we go underground. This is a total, I'm, I'm, I'm ta- trust me, I'll land the plane. I'll come back. <laughs> what does this have to do with anything? But it was fascinating. It was like a three hour tour. It was like a small group. We got dressed up in this like heavy duty mining outfits and helmets and all this stuff. And we went and it was it was so intense. I can feel it in my body still just thinking about like the it was men who were down there working in the dark in these horrible conditions uh, who had just come to this country and didn't really have any other options. It was haunting. It was fascinating it was beautiful um it was you know so I'm in this state we come we finally come back up to the light and I'm like so full of this like these ghosts and the rock and the grueling and the industry and like all this stuff and then in the same building like you go okay your ticket also includes a tour in the Shania Twain Museum so then all of a sudden I'm standing there <laughs> surrounded by like sequin jumpsuits and her high school yearbooks and like all this whole other vibe like whole <laughs> and I just kind of loved that I love the juxtaposition of that it was great but anyway part of that exhibit was um, just loose leaf paper with her songs, um, partially written verses that, you know, didn't make it in. It was just scribbled. I think it was like lined paper. And it was just like, this is that huge hit. This is where it started. Just this piece of paper. And it was like, this doesn't look like anything, <laughs> you know, but it becomes something later. And once it does, of course, then our relationship with the sketches change. And of course, not all sketches move past the sketchbook but it also tells a story about how the artist is thinking how the writer is thinking um how they move from page to page do they leave a lot of room like i love this part um so you know i encourage you if you've been listening to this podcast if you love this idea to like have an artist's mindset and to bring that into your self-love practice um if you have found yourself getting stuck there because you think there's a right way to do it, you think that you're not creative enough to even have the mindset in the first place, I want you to imagine more sketchbook, less finished work. More sketchbook, less masterpiece. We don't know what the masterpieces are going to be. Um, The practice is to really allow yourself to be free, allow it to not be excellent. It's more about the movement. It's more about the practice of showing up to the page, moving your hand, letting something smudge, letting it get ripped up, you know, like really being able to let go and create. It's the practice of creating and exploring. So often, you know, if I look back into my sketchbooks, it's like, oh, here's that symbol I was drawing. Here it is in this early day. Here it is when I'm in my high school. Here it is at this other point. And you can kind of see it like a thread that weaves its way through. Um, 
it's a really beautiful thing to look back on. But at the time when I was doodling these symbols or whatever, I didn't know what they meant. I was just drawing. I was just doing something that felt right at the time. You can't, you have to be living in the moment. <laughs> you can't decide which threads are going to be the ones that are significant or not. When you're growing a garden, you don't know which ones are going to thrive, which ones are not, which ones will be kind of okay. Like you, you plant the seeds and you have to just let time take its time and let growth do what it does. The garden does this and you as a part of creative nature, you do this too. So this is your friendly reminder to all of you that, you know, your life is, yes, it's a work of art. And if that, if just saying that kind of stops you from being in action in any way, if you find that intimidating and not freeing, think about it more as a sketchbook, as a rough draft, as the roughest draft. If you can't even get to sketchbook, think drawing on the back of a napkin. <laughs> really take the pressure down and just let the action be enough. Let the exploration be the point. That's the practice. So I'm curious, I'm giggling about it because even in speaking with my friend, I realized how, you know, even after years of doing this, of course I still fall into this trap. Of course I still fall into this, you know, slip of like, oh, what could this, could I, you know, could this be the cover of something? Could this go in this next book or a blog post or whatever? And it's like, no, that's not why I'm creating. I think getting off of social media has been super helpful in that way because so many things look so good there and there's so much great art on there. And, you know, it's easy to sort of think of the things I might be creating as an image. Uh, as something to be consumed, as something that would make a great thumbnail for something else. And it really, I've noticed, maybe you've noticed too, I need to protect that. That way of thinking really takes me out of something a little more wild, something a little more tender, something a little more risky, you know, to take things deeper and to be curious about it, to let myself ruin, in quotes, ruin something you know, and see what's on the other side of that. See what that experience brings me and gives me. Sometimes it's just the feeling in my body after I've done something creative. That's the reward. <laughs> That's the gift. It's that I am calmer. I forgot about everything for a moment. I'm in the flow. I'm coloring. I'm ripping. I'm spilling. I'm tearing it up. And maybe there's nothing to quote unquote show for it. And maybe I didn't document it. And the fact that I didn't is kind of the point in this day and age where that just can be like this knee jerk response. If it's something that you're doing on the regular, I have found that leaning out of that, um, it actually is this whole other skill that I used to take for granted because we didn't have the option. We didn't have the option of documenting everything. <laughs> um, as much as I love it, it's, uh, it's funny how it's really easy to just lean in that direction, right? To make something cute, to make, put a filter on something. And um, um, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that. I was reading somewhere recently, um, people were sharing what they, what they missed or what they were grateful for 
about growing up at a time before this, like before having computers at home, before having smartphones and smart technology, you know. And so it was so beautiful and so many of the people were sharing that like that nobody knew where they were. You know, they they could go they would tell their friend they might meet them at the park on Saturday and maybe they'd see them there and maybe they wouldn't and they would wait around a while and if their friend didn't show up they'd be like okay and they'd move on and they would just know they'd see them tomorrow. And there was like, even just reading these little tidbits, I was like, my body felt like everything slowed down, right? Like, I just can't imagine. <laughs> I'll meet you at the park and not like texting and where are you? And I'll, I'm five minutes away. Or if you're not going to be there to, or you drop a pin, like all this kind of stuff, right? And, and or just the like the mental gymnastics that would be going on of like, I'm going to like, you would let the person know if you were leaving. You wouldn't just <laughs> Ah, I'm going to go, you know, um, that kind of thing, right? Like just that kind of spaciousness of time and um, being able to like be who you are in a place where nobody was checking you in. Nobody was, nobody knew where you were. Uh, you didn't tell anybody and no one else with you was telling anybody. And if you ran into somebody, it was interesting and strange. And that would be the only time that you would know where someone was is if you saw them there. <laughs> You're like, I know she's here because I can see her because <laughs> I am here too. Um, yeah. So um, I invite you. I, I feel like I'm like my, my brain is really wanting to soften into this place that feels almost too like there's fewer words there, you know, um, I've heard this from actually from many people recently, um, just that, you know, th there's less and less words just being that feel um, to describe how you are, for example, like how, how does anyone answer that question right now? How are you? What's going on? You know, um, words just don't seem to quite cut it. And, you know, I think my heart and my creative spirit is just craving that kind of space where there, you know, nothing will be documented, nothing will be shared, nothing will be commodified. And I get to be a creative being, experimenting and breathing, leaving white space, filling something in, destroying it or keeping it, you know, um, playing very lightly in this sketchbook of my life. So I wanted to send that out to you in case that is helpful because I believe so deeply in the artist mindset and um, the more I practice it the more I work with it and teach it uh, it's fun to see how you know your brain's gonna do brainy things it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna throw a little wrench into things it's gonna twist things around it's creative um, and uh, if it's helpful for you to notice that lightening it up thinking more sketchbook and less masterpiece is actually the way to go. Um, it's just another way you can unpack any preconceived notions you have about what it means to be a capital A artist and um, that you always get to decide. You always get to create and nobody else gets to decide if you are an artist or not. You get to decide that. It's not up for debate. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You don't ever have to make a piece of art 
to call yourself an artist. You get to make all of this up on your own. And so much of this is happening in how you think, in how you choose, in how you move. There's so much more to living in this way. I want that for you. Um, if you are listening to this and feeling like, oh yeah, like there's something really calling me here, I have two suggestions. Um, number one is, like I said at the beginning of the podcast episode, sign up for Tarot for Self-Love Rebels. Um, that would be a great way for us to meet and for you to begin exploring and articulating what this whole thing means to you, what self-love means to you, and playing with imagery. That's a great artist date to take yourself on. Um, and if you want to go deeper in this sometime soon in the future, um, head on over to theartofselfmarriage.com. That is where you can read about my year-long self-marriage program. It is in session right now, but there is a wait list and you can sign up, you can fill out the application and just, you know, the application in itself is a bunch of questions. So consider that some journaling time for yourself and, you know, plant that seed for next year. Plant that seed to maybe go deeper with a group of people with me and like actually making some art and living, loving like an artist. It's a beautiful experience and I would love to share it with you. Dear listener, thank you for being here. Thank you for your reviews. Thank you for sharing episodes with your friends and for taking all of the things that I'm giving here and taking it inside of you, um, nourishing yourselves with it. It means the world to me that you spend this time here with me on the soft shoulder. You are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Take good care of yourself and we'll talk to you soon.